0: Rothy's preview show, looking at round five of the NRL 2022, Barney. Uh, still kicking from COVID?
1: Yeah, having, uh, you know, every couple of hours is okay, and then the next couple of hours is torture, so <laughs> we'll get through it. Uh, did Very luck, up and down. Lucky I
0: didn't keep you up too late tonight. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Ollie, how are you?
2: Yeah, got a bad case of Novid, which is pretty good, so doing all right. <laughs> Oh
0: bugger! Um, we may as well get straight into it, eh? Uh, Barney, you got some uh, PCTC news?
1: Yeah, so um, we've had Pop Rod, who's running first overall, who's had a second uh, full round in the first four four rounds of tipping. So off to a flying start, Pop Rod on twenty seven points. Baz the Brave is running second on twenty four points. Then we have a group of five players all together on 23 points. The first of the Footy and Frothies players is Jen Jen. She's running eighth overall, but first in the Footy and Frothies competition on 22 points. Uh, Ra 434 is equal first, but um, sitting second in uh, due to margins. Beavers leaped up. I think he had a full round this week, and he's jumped into third third position on 21 points with uh six other people that are equal with him on 21 points oliver being one of those um i'm overall 28th and running 10th at the moment in the uh footy and frothies league on 20 points daggy is running 68th overall and 13th on 16 points and action bailey and maz round out our competition in 69th and 70th position overall and 14th and 15th in the PCTC Footy and Frothys League. Uh, check out PCTC tipping comps on
0: Facebook if you'd care to join or jump on board for future competitions. They do a great job there. Supercoach news.
1: Yeah, so um, our overall and the Supercoach League, Josh, with the team name of Storm, is currently running first, which is unusual for a team named the Storm to be running first. Mm. On six points, there's four other people with him that are all uh, together on six points. Shanika is still our weekly champion. Uh, She's currently tied on um, the six points. Also, Daggy's running seventh overall with a positive margin of 409. And on four points, Gump is running 12th with a negative 134 margin. Ollie 13th with a negative 214 margin. They're both on two points. And I'm still running last on zero points with a minus 659 point margin. This week, Daggy has a chance of winning the weekly belt. He's up against Shanika. uh, So that's seventh versus fifth. Clint is playing Gump, sixth versus twelfth. I'm playing Damo, who's currently running second. And Oliver is up against Callan. So that's 13th against third. Daggy had the overall highest score in our competition in in, in our league last week with one thousand five hundred and forty-eight. I think that was only about sixty to eighty off the entire competition. What did, did you
0: Yeah it was sixty seconds? Sixty-second overall.
1: 60 second overall this week. Yeah. That's top marks. And um we also had Damo who cracked the fifteen hundred this week as well. He got fifteen hundred and three points. So yeah, if that's, uh, Kerrigan stays um, on, I might have got a bit closer. And I've um I've got to play the bloke who scored fifteen hundred points last week <laughs> <laughs> to try and get off the bottom of the league. Good job, Barney. Uh, any yeah. thoughts
0: on the teams that have come out or any changes you might be looking to make this week? Uh, a couple of things well, we're going to talk about cooler, but it turns out he's out. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's some mail around that potentially Payne Haas and Albert Kelly may cop a, a week or two from the integrity unit. Yeah,
1: but, uh, that'll be huge if um, Payne Haas is out. I think he's owned by somewhere upwards of 60% of the competition. So mm. that'll um, cause a few yeah. problems for a few different teams, I would imagine, Um Still, it's still at the point where you're trying to make money at the moment, so you're really looking for guys with uh, pretty low break evens that are going to make a lot of money. Pappenhausen's due to make close to a hundred on his projected figures. He's going to make another hundred thousand dollars this weekend, and he's already made a hundred thousand dollars over the last two weeks. So he's currently sitting just under a tick under eight hundred thousand. So realistically, this is the week to get him. Otherwise, you're gonna it's going to be very difficult to get him in. Anytime after unless you're Cleech. selling Trovoevich. Unless you're selling or Cleary or something like that. But I don't see many people selling uh, Cleary at the moment. Dylan Brown's another one who's um, skyrocketed in price over the last couple of weeks. I think he's um, picked up well I, I did have it here, but I've just lost it. He's picked up a lot of money and he's got a negative break even at 37. So He's due to make more money over the next probably two to three weeks. So if you're looking for a 5.8 or someone, even a, you could probably squeeze him in as a backup 5.8. I think he's just under... He's maybe about uh, he's grand, He's around about, what, 5.50 at the moment. So yep. it's probably a pretty good price to be bringing someone in like that. Any thoughts yourself?
0: Uh, no, I've already had most of them, so I don't need to comment. <laughs> um caller would have interested me now. There is a quick... Um, pick and flick uh, for Jock Madden. I think he's about to make 50k, but obviously, you know, it's a potentially a week on week off thing with yeah, Hastings coming back. In the team so the of it. Um, yeah. I thought about it just giving me a AE option, sure. but cooler uh, would have been the other one being named at fullback, but now he's out uh, is concerning. So uh, the obvious is if he's going to stay at centre, I know it's only one week, but Talakai gives you a a pretty Absolutely. strong um, option there. Look, he looked obviously like a world beater on oh last weekend. And if he's playing and with the run they're about to go on, um, could be one that's interesting. And I just noticed it stood out to me that um, Souths have a pretty good run for the next well three months. So don't be afraid to pick up a couple of Souths, like Campbell Graham, if they keep playing to the right. Uh, generally produces a good seventy or eighty of the nights he does get involved. So. Taylor um,
1: May is obviously the highest purchased player this week. There's a little bit of news in the background, obviously, which shouldn't seem miss any games, not in no, the it near seems future like, anyway. Um, the matter's
0: been dealt with.
1: But, um, yeah. So there's still, I think it's a, a month away before his court date. So he's still someone that you're going to um, be looking at over the next two to three weeks. And he's due for around hundred K price rise this week. And then probably the same again the week after. So, at 250 grand, definitely someone you should probably be bringing into your team. Um, there's, there's a lot of blokes that are predict, predicted to make some good money, and they're all sitting at around that 450 to 500 grand mark as well. So, uh, your Isaac Tagos, Didens due to make some money, uh, Mitchell Moses, there's only so many positions in your halves, obviously. Radley, Josh King. Again, I mentioned last week he's still he'll be on the up and up for the next probably three to four weeks as long as he gets enough game time in that Melbourne system. So,
0: yeah, Radley's uh, Radley's an interesting one because he's never been a massive, at least not last two years, has not been a massive super coach. You know, um, one of your massive super coach CT uh, back rows, but given he does get in the, the way, he's now getting involved, and now the mm-hmm. way the team looks like they played off the back of last week. Uh, getting that ball to, to Walker, and uh, he may now be... If he's going to pick up money, it'll be happening very
1: soon. So, we generally goes on a run for a space of probably three or four weeks where he um, he does punch out 80s to 100s, and then he sort of drops back down a little bit, um, just going on previous years. But, yeah, if he's in one of those form runs, it's probably not a bad time to pick him up. Still only around 450 grand, I think. Xavier Coates is another one that stands out. Um I can't see him not being offered a lot of opportunity on that wing for the Storm. So um, he's still only around 400k for centre wing. So
0: I may, um, I was going to make some trades, but I may just sit on him for a week because he has got to break even a 27, a Gilrat 17. Um, I might just hold for a week and see. Hopefully they probably make Carrigan's the concern, but even if I... I can get rid of him and bring Talakai in, but uh, that's just... unless you're absolutely
1: chasing huge amounts of cash at the moment or trying to dump someone who's about to lose a whole heap of cash. These are the the next three to four weeks are probably where you can go and only make one trade or no trades for the mm. next couple of weeks and save a few. End yeah. of
0: the yeah, the end of the day, I you know finished sixty seconds, so I don't need to panic too much. So no, absolutely um, not. <laughs> but um, outside of that, I haven't done a, been a hectic week, so I haven't got a chance to make some more notes. But we might revisit now. There's uh, we might revisit Monday. There's positional changes coming in this week, uh, which yes. I'll revisit and maybe we can have a bit of a – maybe six weeks is a good time actually. So after – after, oh, yeah. Next week's preview is a good time. Six weeks in to just see where we're all at for Supercoach. Yeah, I'll
1: do a bit more detailed on yeah. going into next week. Yeah. Uh,
0: all right, let's get into our – any other news, boys?
1: No. Not apart from the obvious that's been splashed around. The thing that's irking me a bit lately is the only news you ever seem to hear about is um, the guys on Fox League panels arguing with each other. Like they make they just make twenty five headlines a week about what Annis said or about what Yeah, and it's always Paul like Crawley said and or, it's, like, it's because they're,
0: it's that's a news limited media, but basically it'll be a throwaway line in a conversation. Like it'll be Gordon Tallis going, Oh, I think the Broncos pack can be a bit tougher. Well, they and, should get And, that, match or, and, and yeah. that's the and that's the, the headline the next day is Broncos great slams Brisbane <laughs> set up and so well it's not what he said, uh, so um, I've, I've well thanks to the host largely but I'm off all those shows and off the sensationalist media. So
2: I watched about fifteen minutes tonight and our uh, our good friend of the show was um, had some interesting things to say about Kyle Flanagan that made me want to do the Joker pencil trick, but um <laughs> yeah so. That'll be in the pa- that'll be in the papers and the headlines tomorrow, probably. It will be. There may be it a coming
1: out so. saying "Don't be a brathe" in the in the near distant future, but we'll we're just going to get the up, artwork right on that.
0: Uh, and yeah, a good friend of the show Trent sent a message along the same lines before, saying that basically two nights in a row he's carried on about Flanagan, and apparently he was basically turned around. And they said the blokes a first grade footballer, what do you want from it. Like,
1: if he's not going to play first grade, where's he supposed to play? Yep. No, exactly. It's, it's, it seems a bit rough that they chuck him in this week against Penrith when they've had the first four weeks of the comp to probably get him in there, and he should have been in there from the start, in my opinion. But yep. yeah, so, you know, he's got to go out and do what he's paid oh, for. So. Yeah, that's right. End of the
0: day, if he's going to play first grade, it's it's going to be against Penrith sometimes. Yeah, yep,
1: and
2: uh, so far in the New South Wales Cup, the Bulldogs are actually the only team left undefeated. So he's probably, I'd say, he's. Say he's had a bit of an impact there, so well, he's
1: outscored um, the Bulldogs. I'm pretty sure he's scored more points this year <laughs> in reserve grade than the Bulldogs have scored in their in- in the entire NRL competition. So, yeah, <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, yeah, we'll get into
0: the games themselves and discuss that as we get to it. It kicks off on Thursday night with the Newcastle Knights taking on the, the Seagulls at McDonald Jones, Frizzell. Uh, is named despite potential injury there. And just looking at the little update lineups, he's still in there. Cooler was named for Manly at fullback, but has since been withdrawn. I haven't had time to see a reason, but Garrick moves to fullback, Saab, Harper, Parker, uh, Tupalu- Tui Palutu comes onto to the wing. Is that a dollar? I'm not sure. Uh, pretty close. And otherwise, yeah, both teams are what you'd expect. Big out Turbo, Ollie, lead us away. What are you doing in this game?
2: Uh, well, I was probably actually leaning more towards Newcastle in the first place, just to bounce back from the past couple of weeks. And the way Manly have played, even though they've won their last two games, they still seem like the type of team that you could do that against. So with Turbo being out, that just sort of confirms it for me. Got a weird feeling, though, so I am still just going go to go 1-12. to I'm going to say that the first try scorer is... Jason Saab, I'll say Manly get in early and the man of the match for Newcastle, barring injury, I'm going to say is Tyson Frizzell. I'd say overall, he's probably been their best player this season.
1: Yep. 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 Yeah. I'd say consistently. Yes. I was leaning towards the Knights as well. And I actually, um, I tipped them yesterday when I did my tips, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back and change that, um, to this manly side, I just think they've got a little bit more off the bench. I, I was surprised to see Walker named, uh, to be honest, the way he was. He seemed pretty severely hampered last week and um when he was injured on the ground. Um, I don't know what's going on there, whether it's a quad or the top of the knee or something, but there's definitely something not right with him in there. But, um, folks like Phoenix Crossland and Sawaso si- Sue, uh, realistically borderline first graders at best and um, Lawton's been doing a decent job. Kepi and Paseca will keep up that middle and what I saw from Aloye LA last week, if he can produce that performance again, they'll go close enough to match in the the Newcastle pack, which is their hope. Newcastle's hope is to win dominant through the forwards and then um, you know uh, keep Manley's point scoring down low enough that they can sort of drag them down to that level as we say and grind out a win, but I think Manly will get their tails up, even if it's only for 10 or 15 minutes in each half, and Manly will run away with this one, 1-12. to DCE's kicking game last week, if he even puts in half that performance again this week, uh, Manly should should win pretty comfortably. I don't see him destroying the Knights, but I've got Manly 1-12, DCE as man of the match, and first try scorer, Ola Kawatu. Yeah, I had the same thought process as you. I thought I would be geared up to,
0: to tip Newcastle, but the more I've thought about it, the more I think these teams that have come out of the gate strong are now gonna I'm I'm taking the narrative, everything's gonna settle back to what we expect. Uh, and so until I see Ponga really step up and tear a team apart, which has now been what, since Origin last year. You yeah, really yeah, do it yeah. out of Origin.
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yeah.
0: If not before. Uh I'm I'm taking the same uh yeah taking the same narrative that their forwards can probably hold them and for whatever reason McDonald Jones Stadium seems to be one of the stadiums where kicking games become so important. They have a tomato. crazy win yeah. or they have uh or for whatever really slippery, reason just crazy different crazy angles and dot, you know, yeah. the the top three kicking games in the comp one of them's DCE. I think he'll be the main difference. I'm gonna go first try scorer, Olakuatu. Now his arm's a bit better. He looked he probably had his best game last week. I think that can continue. A tremendous clash there and um, I'll go one to twelve. Yeah, one twelve manly DC and Oluwatu first try for the record. The
1: one thing that does worry me is the centers for Newcastle if they're on their game, they could destroy the manly centers. 100 percent. That, that's yeah. that was my biggest fear, and that's why at the start
0: of the week I had the same as you. I'd put Newcastle into my tips, but I'll yeah. go back and perhaps revisit that app tomorrow. Um. I would have been more excited to see cooler as well, so I've got a, that news Absolutely. only yeah. just broke um, as we hit record. So we'll uh, I'll ponder that further as we get to the Warriors and Cowboys. They get a Friday night game, a 6pm game at least, so it's not uh, in a free-to-air slot yet. <laughs> but uh, Fenua Blake goes back to the bench and is uh, unlikely to play apparently. So it sees uh, Bunty and Lodge in the front row current named at lock with Tavunga and the new names on the bench of Penne and Murchie. Scott Drinkwater gets his first game of the year for the Cowboys for Hammer. I assume he'll get an extended run there now. Tenille Brown starts in the front row and Cohen has named on the extended
1: bench. Uh, Barney. I don't mind Drinkwater at fullback, to be honest. Um, he offers that ball playing that the Hammer really doesn't, but, um, I still don't. I don't want to tip either of these teams. <laughs> we've both spoken about it at length, uh, or we've all spoken about it at length. These guys could turn up and get beaten by forty, or they could win by twenty and do it comp- like so easily that it's not funny. Um, Valentine Holmes had one of his worst games, I think, last week, coming off the back of one of his best games. So who knows what he's going to provide this week? Uh, dean has been really good. But um, I really I enjoyed watching Johnson last week. I thought he added a touch of class to this Warriors team and basically um, got them to where they needed to be to win the game. And I expect it to be very similar this week. I think um, there'll be a lot of close matchups on the field. I don't think either team will realistically dominate too much in any position on the field. But I think the, the touch of class from Sean Johnson will get the teams to where they need to be and um he'll throw a couple of really nice either short balls or long balls and put a couple of the Warriors away for tries. So I've got Sean Johnson, man of the match, Warriors one to twelve, and I'm gonna go first try scorer, Edward Cossey on the left edge for the Warriors.
0: Yeah, similar again, similar thoughts for me. I it's funny after three weeks ago declaring the Warriors the worst team in the comp they could win three in a row here. And <laughs> yes. the more I've thought about this game, the more I think they might just grind this out uh, and they'd more than have the front of the forwards uh, covered if all goes to plan. Uh, I like Sirin and coming back in there. It's just strengthening up the defence a little bit. I think the of the match will be Josh Curran. And our first try scorer, we might go for a cheeky Wade Egan barge over. Yeah. No.
2: So based off of recent results between these two teams we can pretty much expect one of them to be up 20-0 at half time and the full time score to be something like 28-24 either way because it just i think it's like the past two or three times that's how the game's Definitely gone what's happened, yeah. either way so i'm going to say it's 1 to 12 both these teams realistically suck they're both bottom four teams i'm sorry but i don't know just looking at how the season's gone so far and i know that Teams are going to start getting back to where we sort of predicted them in the preseason. I am just going to go the Cowboys. It sickens me a little to say, but it also <laughs> sickened me to tip the Warriors. Um, so I will go the Cowboys 1-12. to First try scorer, I'll go... Yeah, you know, I'll go Adam Pompey from the Warriors. I'll say they'll be the team up 20-0 at halftime. The Cowboys will fight back and win. Um, but the man of the match will be Jason Tamalolo because I feel like if the Cowboys are going to win win a game, he's got to be the guy leading the charge. I am interested to see uh, the battle between the two locks, though. Obviously, last week with Isaiah Yeo and Cameron Murray, arguably the two best locks in the comp, but a Josh Curran up against the Jason Tamalolo, not exactly the exact same type of lock, but... Probably two of the form locks in the competition. That'll be a bit of an interesting matchup.
0: And the main event Friday, Brisbane and the Roosters. More classic Friday night game, from what you'd expect. <laughs> uh, Billy Walters starts for the injured Albert Kelly. Actually, now I think of it, isn't that a bit of a throw, a gimmick to just suspend the bloke for two weeks, given he's out injured anyway? Anyway.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: Palosia comes in to prop. Hetherington goes to lock Capels back in the back row. Uh, on the back of all the injuries and suspensions, Corey Pakes comes onto the bench. Roosters, uh, as per program, with um, they they have named as had last few weeks Connor Watson at nine, but I believe Drew Hutchison started
1: last, no, last week. Of the week. Yeah. yeah, last
0: two weeks. I'm pretty uh, sure. Yeah. The, if Brisbane play the way they have, they may you know potentially lose by thirty six. The Roosters have clicked into gear. Uh, their backline looked very crisp last time, unlike the Roosters' outside backs there. And uh, I think they will win thirteen plus. Man of the match will be Teddy. He'll, uh, he'll get his rhythm right this week and play, um, play the sort of footy he was last year. And first try scorer, we'll go Momorovsky, Ollie.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go the Roosters thirteen plus as well. First try scorer, um going to go with James Tedesco, and I'm also going to back up and say he gets mad of the match as well now that he's sort of, as of last week, I'd say gotten back into his usual pattern so he can play his more natural game. Uh, yeah, 13 plus, and I'm just a bit surprised that uh, Billy Walters has been picked over both Tyson Gamble and Ezra Mam, as Tyson Gamble was playing in the halves, I'm pretty sure, more than anyone at Brisbane last year. I'm just a bit surprised that he's not being picked over Walters with all due respect to Gabby's son.
1: Yeah, well, I gave you in the wrap up last week. I'd said you know, he may as well not have gone out there for 60 minutes when he went out there. So also yeah, said yeah. at the start of the year, I would have chucked Ezra Mam in there and just gone, you know, we're going to suck it and see and give him the season. And he'll only be better for it the year after because there's nobody else banging down the door at the moment. Um, Anyway, uh, the Broncos, on paper, it's not the worst lineup in the world, but what they've been putting out on the field in the last couple of weeks has been horrendous. And if they put that out again here, I think you're being generous and given the, the Roosters a 36-point start, it could be absolutely anything, realistically. Um, I can't see a position on the field where they actually get in front, apart from Payne Haas. And, you know, they'll just double-team Payne Haas every time he touches the ball. There'll be two or three Roosters forwards sitting there waiting for him to run it straight at him because nobody follows him up and gives him any, you know, other option to pass it to anybody else. He just runs straight into the line and the Roosters will put two or three blokes on him every time he touches the ball and they'll hit him and try to drive him back. So I can see the Broncos getting beaten and getting beaten beaten convincingly. I'll be surprised if they score more than two tries in this game. Uh, Roosters thirteen plus twenty six plus, if you will. Tedesco, man of the match. I think he hasn't really stamped his name on a game yet this year, and um, I'm pretty sure he'd be pretty keen to get in there and do that. And uh, as you have mentioned before, Radley's been having a lot of touches, and I wouldn't be surprised if he throws the dummy and goes himself and scores somewhere next to the post for the first try of the game. Beautiful. Uh,
0: let's get to Super Saturday, kicking off with. Uh, the Raiders and the Storm at Wagga. Raiders unchanged and Storm unchanged. So, given they're both the same teams that went onto the field last week, how do you envisage these two
1: teams playing each other, David? Oh, can you see any other option apart from again, 13 plus, 20 plus, 30 plus? Go, go nuts. Like, the Raiders don't look like they can score points. There was one game there where they, um, Matt Tomoko looked like bloody. Malmeninga and they scored quite a few points. And other than that, they haven't looked like scoring points. Um, you know, they got down and dirty and edged out the Sharks in the first game of the year, but realistically, they haven't looked good for the majority of this season coming into this game. Whereas the Storm have been in second gear for most of the year and have still just been knocking teams over, doing what they do. Um, Stormwind, Stormwind, well, Jerome Hughes puts on a masterclass of short passing and running in and around the ruck and terrorizing people to get the man of the match. And Justin Ollum scores first try, possibly the second try and the last try and gets a hat trick. And yeah, Stormwind, 30 something to blot.
0: We have been quite strong on Ollum this year. We're still waiting. So, yeah, he'll run but, over um, somebody eventually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can you say here, 24-plus Storm. First try score, let's go with, uh, let's go, where am I going?
1: We'll go Is to Pappenhausen. I'll just go outside that, the box, it? because, oh, yeah, um,
0: well, we we saw last, year. We, we know when he gets hot, he stays hot, and uh, this will be a training run for, they'll do this game in half speed, they'll still win by a gap, and you'll probably get man the match, because you'll have in excess of three tries. Yeah. Sound analysis there, Hayoli?
2: Yes, very <laughs> sound analysis, and I'm going to agree with both of you on one of your points because I'll go Pappenhausen for my first try score. I'll go Jerome Hughes for man of the match, 13-plus to Melbourne, and, hell, who knows, Teppi Morale could get a hat-trick in this one.
1: <laughs> and play
0: 15 minutes He's got three
1: drives.
0: <laughs> Actually, it has a bit of a stink of the cheese coming off the bench and getting yeah of the tries. match,
1: yeah. <laughs> Setting up two and scoring two. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Good. All right, Rabideaux and Dragons. Mansour's back. Uh, hallelujah. And uh, Tom Burgess comes into the front row. Wiley and Tafe come onto the bench. Havili gets dropped. Dragons get Sewer back, uh, who comes in for Gazowski. Mbai <laughs> retains the fullback spot. And Aaron Woods is back as well. Well, if these teams again play like they did last week, this could be a gap job as well. I'm going to say South's 13 plus. Latrell, third up, now getting nice and warm, will cause a lot of issues for this back line defensively. And be mad the match. First try scorer, Alex Johnson. Really going to a limb there. Ollie,
2: I am going to go South Sydney, 13 plus as well. I'm going to say Jai Arrow, man of the match. I think he has the ability to bully a few of these blokes. And my first try scorer will be, for the fun of it, the source, Josh Mansor. Go
1: on. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> Good um, I, I mentioned it on Monday like, How the hell does Moses Mbai keep his spot at fullback After the performance he put in last weekend like, well, I, I, what, what are you I, doing? I suspect
0: we won't see Sloan very put much Jack now Put
1: Bird back there Put fucking anybody back there But Moses Mbai was pathetic last week And you're going to give him another shot at playing fullback? Yep Anyway It um... concerns me
0: how quickly he's flicked both of those young blokes And it's what we feared last year It's come true And uh, I I can't see him turning back really I don't understand how there's not more scrutiny I know it's fun to pick on the Bulldogs and the Tigers But I actually don't know how there's not more
1: scrutiny on this team Yeah, absolutely No idea myself either Um, But as we mentioned, we could understand Bird possibly hanging in for another week or two at 5'8", because he does have something to offer. But I don't think... Moses Hemboyd offers nothing at fullback. Um, nothing realistically in the back line. Like, he's a backup hooker, maybe a backup half. He's your fourteen at best. Probably not a first grader. But anyway, um, I'm not the coach of the Dragons, because <laughs> I would have had Sloan playing fullback. I've got... South, South win. Souths win easily. Um, this is the kind of game where the dragons will match the forward pack from South for probably 15-20 minutes, and then they'll start shuffling through the interchange. And South will get on top, and South will dominate the middle, and they probably won't let up and they'll win the last 50 minutes of this game. You'll have Luttrell will get on, get up and going because the forward pack's dominate, and the Dragons forward pack and Luttrell will start running amok and scoring the first try and he'll be man of the match and he will just look like an absolute superstar at the end of this game.
0: We get to the main event on the Saturday, which is the Titans and the Eels with both Firma, uh, Philip Sammy, Isaac Liu all being named after COVID ruled them out last week. Uh, Jaden Campbell, not back just yet. Zarco keeps his uh, logjam position there at the back. Uh, and Sean Lane's back for the Eels. Did I say Mitch Rain? Yeah, Mitch Rain named at 17 to make his debut. Ollie, how confident are you?
2: I'm quite confident in a Parramatta victory. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say 13 plus. I just hope to God it's not a repeat performance of last week. Otherwise, uh, I won't jump off my roof. I'll find a skyscraper somewhere. Um, but I am going to go para thirteen plus man in the match. Dylan Brown to keep his hot form going, and first try scorer. I'm I'm going to say Philip Sammy, and he does the Gufferino on Gutho again, and then the Titans get <laughs>
1: <laughs> come on. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I get- I'd be surprised if the Titans score a try in the entire game. To be honest, um, just off—you <laughs> look at the way they played last week compared to the way Parramatta played. I know it's week to week, it's a completely different thing. I only have one half like, if the,
2: the seasons taught us anything. So
1: Titans are going to need to be at close to their best to um, to contain this Parramatta forward pack, and um, I've got severe doubts that they do. Uh, you know, Tino and Mo will do the best that they can, but. I think Parramatta is going to pour through the middle of this Titans team and that will compress their defense and then they'll just get shredded out wide. I can see another performance from Parramatta where they, they win by 20 to 30 points and the Parramatta fans are going and buying their grand final tickets um, after this one as well as probably half of them got their tickets last week. The rest of them probably get their tickets this week, but they look like one of the better teams in the comp. Titans looked dreadful last week I think they've only realistically put in Probably one decent performance so far To start this year and I can see Parramatta winning 13 plus Gutherson's yet to stamp his name On uh, a game this year So I can realistically See him trying to put himself In every position he can to be the Man of the match and one of Blake's First try score
0: Yeah you've summed, up, summed that up pretty well um, I like the way that they will play, I suspect, very direct until they don't have to, essentially. And um, the that suits, the back end suits Mitch Moses running muck. He'll, uh, but now he's got a full partner in crime. A bit tricky to get all three points, but he'll be involved heavily. So I'll give him out man the match. Waka Blake, first try scorer, probably just getting him behind um, a slow-turning Mazu. <laughs> Anything else to add? No.
1: Oh, we're going to get to the
0: game of the weekend, mate. Game of the weekend. That's Oh, that's at six. Uh, Sharks and Tigers, <laughs> four o'clock Sunday. Ikavalu and Tracy still out. Talakai stays at centre as a result. And for the Tigers, um, well, they're all there. there they are. I'm out of isolation on Sunday too. Just all right, quietly, man, we so, can do that if you yeah. need to do that. That's fine. Uh, Tualangi uh, is back after his HIA. Sharks, 13-plus yeah. as well. Um, do we need to talk about this too much? Talika will probably run muck beating up James so. Roberts again, so there's probably two tries coming for him. Uh, but I'm going to say the first try will belong to Brighton Nakora. And man of the match, I'll give it
1: to Nico Barney. Yeah. He um, hopes the edges. Um, if you can... Get the ball and give some nice, clean early ball to your back rowers into Alangi and Leilua. They may be able to make some um, headway because they both are genuine tackle busters and good with the ball in hand. But yeah, the defence is going to be an issue. I think for the for the Tigers, and I can see them getting stripped in various positions, anywhere from know yeah, the bit or pretty much everywhere on the field. So I think this could be a. a Pretty big blowout if the sharks are going to stay true to form, and I've got the sharks thirteen plus. Uh, man of the match would has to, it's always going to be Nico, I think, in this sharks team because it's either going to be him or one of the the back rowers that just has a day out and scores a whole heap of tries, or you know a winger. But and first try scorer, we'll go with. We're um, we going to go to the right or the left. We'll go to the left. I'll go on the outside of Talakai. I think Talakai will get in behind someone, and then Mulatana will finish it off. So Mulatado, first try score.
2: Yeah, Cronulla 13 plus. I'm also going to go Nico Man of the match. Probably get somewhere between three and five try assists, get one himself. Hell, he might even somehow manage to assist a try to himself. I don't know how, but they're versing the Tigers, so I'm sure it's possible. Our uh, first try score. I'm gonna to say Toby Rudolph. But nice. When he does score, it's not gonna be a crash over. He's gonna get the ball for a minimum 10 meters away from the line, Side step there's, there's just going to be some yeah, very right poor right. defending. Okay.
0: <laughs> Something different in one of those games, eh? All righty. Uh, Penrith get, uh, well, Fish harris and Lehman uh, are officially named in this team, which push the other two props back to the bench. And Kyle Flanagan is recalled for the Bulldogs. Wakeham goes to the bench and beyond the Odo obviously it was all his fault and now he's 18th man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, another 13-plus result coming up here, potentially 20-plus. This is the best team in the comp against a bottom-four team. Uh, Bottom-two well, okay, so team at the moment. They seriously. will um, dominate them in all aspects of the game and even when the Bulldogs are forwards look impressive for about 15 minutes, not much will happen and... Um, Lordo's off for a little while. First try scorer will keep the run going of Tylan May. He's been red hot out there. And man of the match, Nathan Cleary, second up, had to run under his belt. He'll probably kick them to death as well just for something to do. Oliver?
2: I'm going to say Dylan Edwards has two man of the match performances in a row. Probably runs for at least 250 metres in this one. Um, And that's if he breaks his foot again. I'm gonna to say, touch what he touch what he doesn't, but geez, he probably still could against this team. Um, first try scorer, I'm gonna go Isaac Tago. He'll probably get at least two. As will Charlie Staines, Taylor May, maybe even Stephen Crichton and Dylan Edwards as well. Why not?
1: There's eight tries. Chuck another two in, and we'll give out two as well. So there you go. We'll get, we'll get it up at around sixty somewhere. But um, yes. Yeah. I think Flanagan might steady the ship a fraction and there may be 10-minute patches of this game where Penrith aren't just running in tries for fun. But other than that, it's going to be ridiculously hard for the Bulldogs to get anywhere near this Penrith side. All they can hope for is realistically if they just play with their prey and just sort of leave it sitting on the ground for a while because Penrith realistically should win this by 30-plus. And if they're anywhere near their best, they will. Panthers 13-plus. I've got Luai this is the type of game that's just absolutely built for Luai where you can get up, start chirping, dancing around everybody, just putting people over for tries on his inside, on his outside and score a couple himself. And then um, I think the first try will be Kick-Out. I think he'll dummy to Tago and run himself and run straight over the top of someone and score that, score that try on the inside of Tago. So
2: Right over the top of a future teammate?
1: Hey, Quite possibly, yes. It was the Dogs last year, wasn't it, that Luai completely
0: tore apart? Yep. It was probably his best game of the year last year.
2: Come to think of it, though, this could as well be a, a classic Penrith game where they yeah, just, take yeah. a gear back at certain points, maybe the first 20 minutes. It could only be 6-0. Yeah, we don't so need to
1: win this by 30. We'll just win yeah. it by 10 but, but and but that's, fuck everybody's bets if, up. If, if they
2: do put, pull, pull a gear back, they still probably will win by 30. It's just they might not win by 40 or 50. So
1: look, I hate ragging on the dogs. They've got a couple of really, really good players in this team, but they're just, they're not a team. And that's why they get beaten the way they get beaten week after week. So and they don't have a coach. But mm. I don't know if I've mentioned that before.
0: No, I think we'll have. Yeah. Uh, who hasn't done their results and stuff? The results and stuff.
1: No, we're done with we're done with the weekend games, mate. Beautiful. It was just, quick making one sure just making sure
0: yeah. I didn't forget anyone. Uh disaster class. Barney, where are we sitting?
1: Yeah, so Daggy's pulled out a $250 plus positive result this week. So he's turned around and he's now in a positive $125 after four weeks of the competition. I made $93 or something thereabouts, so I'm in a negative $57. Oliver is positive 460 for the season. And if anyone had ever put money on that, they would not know what's going on. (laughs) And Gumpy just missed out on his 13 plus bets last week. He actually chucked the Titans in there. So he's um, returned a third negative $50 result, and he's at minus 150 so far for the year. So. Ollie, do you want to lead us this week with one of you? Yeah, I've got them, I've got them down. I'm ready to go today. So I've got um, Roosters, Storm, Souths, Parramatta, Sharks and Panthers, all 13 plus. That'll get you $40. Uh, hmm. I've got I'm gonna put $30 on that at a $40 price. I'm gonna go Reese Walsh first try scorer in the Warriors game at $13. I'm gonna put $10 on that. And then on Saturday night, I'm going to go all the fullbacks to score at any time. So you've got uh, Luttrell, Pappenhausen and Gutherson to score at any time during their games at $9.25. I'm going to have $10 on that. I'm going to go completely opposite way and
0: just knock a single this week. I'm going to go the Roosters, the Melbourne's, as I call them, the the, the Roosters, Melbourne, Souths, Penrith, head to head in a multi, $50 on at $3. It's a pretty safe way to triple your money. I feel three dollars. Yeah, I feel yeah. there'll be a there will be a trick in there, which is why I don't want to throw margins in just yet. Yeah, of course. So hopefully, knock up another hundred and fifty and keep rolling, Ollie. Beautiful.
2: Titans thirteen plus David Fafita hat trick. Nice. Yeah.
0: Just twenty five on each, or, or that's an all up.
2: All, all in, baby. You always go all in.
0: Okay. Good job, Ollie. Good job, Barney. Uh, I will see you all. I'll see Barney Sunday afternoon after he escapes ISO, I hope. Rest up and get better. Ollie, you can sort of pop in too if you want. Uh, I should be there
2: Friday if you're coming down. Yeah,
0: cool. Anyway, uh, check out (laughs) com to get some shirts and hats and pretty stuff. Uh, Just a note, there has been a bit of delay on a couple of the black hats, I believe. So if you've ordered one of them, there'll be a week or two extra delay. But being sorted out now, you can check out that. And as Barn alluded to earlier, hopefully a couple of new shirts on the way this weekend. Uh, enjoy your footy. Stay safe. There's more rain coming. Stay dry. And uh, we will talk to everyone on the review show Monday night. Catch you guys.
1: Good night, James.